Welcome to the worship podcast of Grace Episcopal Church in Newton, Massachusetts for November 1st, All Saints Day 2020. I'm Regina Walton, pastor and rector of Grace Church. Today is a big day at Grace. For the first time in eight months, we will have the opportunity to meet for worship in person, outdoors, and to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. We are following a lot of guidelines and restrictions from our bishops and from the state, so we are limited to the size of our gathering. People will need to sign up in advance in order to attend, and of course we will be masked and distanced. And though we will have music, we're not able to have congregational singing at this time. Also, there's some rain in the forecast, but still, it's very exciting to be finally gathering again in some form and to be able to share Holy Communion together. For those of you not able to attend in person, we're working on a system to get the sacrament to everyone who wishes to receive it through our neighborhood groups, and we'll be receiving the sacrament uh, in person and uh, distributed the bread only at this time. We've also ordered a portable sound system and live streaming equipment, so in the coming weeks there should be better sound and the possibility of watching this brief service at home. This worship podcast will continue as the Liturgy of the Word, and the outdoor in-person service will function as the Liturgy of the Table. So instead of a blessing and dismissal, this podcast will now conclude with the peace. As is our custom on All Saints Day at Grace, during this podcast we will read the necrology of those who have died, and this afternoon in person we will remember and pray for all those who rest in the memorial garden. May God bless and keep you this week. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Lord God.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. A reading from the book of Revelation. After this, I, John, looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Robed in white, with palm branches in their hands, they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Oh
from the first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When I was an undergraduate at Hampshire College back in the late 90s, I took advantage of the Five College Consortium and enrolled in a number of literature classes over at Smith College in Northampton. Two of the very best classes I took were with Professor Bill Oram at Smith, his courses on Shakespeare and Edmund Spencer. Professor Oram was and is incredibly passionate about his subject and totally draws his students into participation and discussion, which is really important if the syllabus includes a thousand pages of the Fairy Queen in one semester. Professor Oram was more committed to improving student writing than any professor I've ever had. He had us turn in each paper twice. The second time was so that we could respond to his suggestions for revisions, and that was the draft that was graded. He was simultaneously very tough and very encouraging as an editor of student papers, and he always ended his comments the same way. After picking apart my argument, making suggestions, noting which directions were promising and which should be abandoned, he would write at the end of his handwritten notes, Onward! Even if I felt like I was in the middle of a great muddle in terms of my academic prose, Professor Oram's Onward 
made me feel like there was still hope. I could, with diligent effort, find the pathway to a successful conclusion. A contemporary once said of Shakespeare that he had small Latin and less Greek. That is something the Bard and I have in common, small Latin, less Greek, and no Hebrew. Though I do try to stay alert to the underlying meaning of the scriptures through commentaries. The New Testament is written in Greek. Most scholars think Jesus spoke and taught in Aramaic, and that he also knew Hebrew, as he is described as reading from the scroll and teaching in the synagogue. In Hebrew, there are two words for blessed. One is from the root barak, which means to bend the knee. But the other root word for blessed, ashar, has a different meaning. Literally, it means straight, as in to be on the straight path or following the law. Our psalm last week was Psalm 1, which begins, Happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor lingered in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seats of the scornful. Their delight is in the law of the Lord, and they meditate on his law day and night. This happy are they is from this root word, ashar. These first lines of the first psalm describe the state of the person who has decided to walk on the straight level path of the Torah. To be happy or blessed is to be headed in the right direction, onward. For me, this bit of etymology solves a mystery of the Beatitudes. Jesus calls all of these groups of people that he names blessed, happy, even lucky would be a good translation of the Greek in the sense of fortunate. Good for you, Jesus is saying. This translation into English makes for a very difficult teaching. Good for you when you mourn. Good for you when people persecute you. Even with the promise of comfort or the promise of reward in heaven, Jesus' Beatitudes can seem unconcerned with the difficulty and the pain that is being experienced by all these groups of people now, the poor, those who mourn, those who are persecuted, and those who long for a world that is merciful, righteous, and peaceful. But knowing that hidden under the Greek is the Hebrew and Aramaic ashar, that sense of blessedness that comes from heading in the right direction, that changes the Beatitudes for me. Because now Jesus is saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Onward, keep going, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Onward, keep going, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Onward, they are on the right road for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Onward, they're headed in the right direction, for they will be filled. And then, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Onward, you are not lost. You are not confused. You've not been abandoned. This is the path that leads back to me. Keep going. This state of blessedness that comes from just sticking to the path and following the way of love. Jesus is affirming people in the middle of the great struggle that is the spiritual life. He says, 
Don't listen to the people who tell you that peacemaking is a waste of time. Don't listen to those who say that mercy is a luxury we can't afford and that some people just deserve to be thrown away. Keep going. Don't turn back. You are on the right road. Onward. This is the road that the prophets have all traveled down. This is the road that the saints have all traveled down. Sometimes it's a rocky road, but it's the right road, and it leads to eternal life, to eternal relationship with God. So don't give up. We don't know what's going to happen after the election. We don't know what's going to happen to our nation that is so fractured, so polarized. We don't know what's going to happen to our democracy. We don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen with white supremacy and racial reconciliation. We don't know. Here's what we do know. Those of you who care deeply about the poor, you are on the right path. Keep going. Those of you who are in mourning with your own griefs, or in mourning because the griefs of others and the griefs of the world touch you so deeply, you are on the right path. Keep going. Those of you who are meek and humble, who always put others before yourself, you are on the right road. Keep going. Those of you who long for justice, for truth, for righteousness, don't look back, don't be discouraged. Keep going. Those of you who are moved to compassion by the sufferings of others, whether you know them personally or not, this is the way, this is the path of love. Keep going. Those of you who are really willing to learn about yourself and to work on your own stuff, who readily acknowledge your own faults and want to correct them, this is the way. Keep going. Those of you who just keep reaching out to that relative who keeps posting all those hateful things because you know there must be something you can agree on, because you can't help but try to make peace and find common ground, walk on, keep going. Those of you who always stand up for what you believe to be true and just no matter the cost, those of you who are bullied and persecuted for your integrity, walk tall, keep going. All the great souls of this world have faced adversity in this same way. Blessed are you. Onward. This is what we know. That no matter what else is going on in the world, this is the way of love, and we need to stick to that path. Because we can see how plainly, we can see plainly how quickly our communities, our relationships, how every good thing becomes degraded and worthless when the poor are abandoned, when those in charge are hard-hearted and arrogant and greedy and care only about profit and gain, when justice is denied and alternative facts reign, when leaders cannot admit fault or wrongdoing, when they deny responsibility and lie and make up stories when people refuse to make sacrifices for the common good, when those in power shut out those with integrity and expertise and commitment to ethical standards. The fastest way to degrade a society and squander every human and natural resource is just to live out the opposite of the Beatitudes. 
Jesus is not shocked by 2020. Jesus is not surprised by what is happening here. He spent his earthly life in a very similar world. And he has left us with a navigational device so that we can always find our way back to him. He knows it is really hard to keep going right now, but we are not walking alone. This is All Saints Day, when we remember all those who have gone before us, all those we love but see no longer. This is the day in the church year when we remember that the separation that we feel isn't reality. We are connected still to all those who've gone before us, who are on the other side of the veil. We are one communion of saints with all those in heaven and on earth, one body in Christ always. We might feel alone, but we are not alone. This year at Grace, we are especially remembering four of our members who have died this year, whose services we have not been able to hold because of the pandemic. Barbara Stock, Megan Rasbold Gabbard, and John and Mary Townsend. John Townsend was in the hospital for several weeks before he died after Easter in April, and that was the height of the early pandemic, and I couldn't go visit him. And I felt so terrible about it, just in general, but also because in his own priestly ministry, John was so committed to visiting people in the hospital. He was always there for people in that way. And I just hated that I couldn't go in and that he was alone. And during one of our phone calls, I said, I'm just so sorry that I can't come to see you. John, as you likely know, was incredibly good-natured. He was a relentless optimist. And he said to me, that's okay, Regina. I understand. I'm fine. I give myself communion every day. It turns out that he had a pix full of wafers in his jacket pocket when he was admitted, and so he was just acting as his own chaplain. He had visits from the hospital chaplains too, both Christian and Jewish chaplains, and he also made friends with a doctor who was of the Baha'i faith while he was there. But it wasn't just John's personality that made him this way. It was his faith. It was his own theology. John believed in the communion of saints, and he knew that he wasn't alone. He knew he was still connected to grace. He had his stash of the sacrament. He had his prayer book and the Tanakh in Hebrew that the Jewish chaplain brought him. He loved listening to the Easter Vigil podcast on his iPhone. John did not feel cut off from us or from the church, because he knew that separation in the communion of saints and the kingdom of God is only an illusion. That was the faith he lived, and he died in that hope. And now he has woken to eternal life, just like Barbara and Megan and his beloved wife, Mary. I am picturing Barbara singing once more in the choir, and Megan finally able to move freely, but still with her beautiful smile, and Mary so patient and kind, once again united with John after their brief separation. The letter to the Hebrews describes the communion of saints as a great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, invisible but ever-present. I always think of them as the spiritual cheering section. They are encouraging us. They are letting us know 
that they ran this race and that we can run it too. Their example and their prayers carry us forward. So this All Saints Day, hang on to the Beatitudes and keep going. Nothing is ever certain in this life except God's love, but we are on the right road and we are not alone. Onward. In God's name, amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Prayers of the People Let us lift our prayers to the Lord. I ask your prayers for the Church around the world, for the Anglican Communion and the Episcopal Church, and all its laity, clergy, and bishop. I ask your prayers for this community of Grace Church, that in these challenging times we would live out our values of welcoming, love, belonging, inquiry, wonder, celebration, and service. I ask your prayers for a clear path forward as we work with many partners to remedy the safety issues of Grace's bell tower. May God grant us the wisdom to choose a path that honors our history, safeguards our future, and draws us into deeper faithfulness and mission now. We pray with wholehearted trust that God will guide us in each step and meet us in our need. We pray for Grace's vestry, rector, and parish leadership, and give thanks for their labor on our behalf of our church home. I ask your prayers for our nation, for a free and fair presidential election without voter intimidation or suppression or other malignant interference, for health and safety for all voters, poll workers, and law enforcement in this election season. For all those suffering from the coronavirus, for all those who are elderly, have pre-existing conditions, and who lack access to quality medical care, for those who have lost their livelihood due to the pandemic. I ask your prayers for the world, for all people, and for all creation. 
May our Creator lead us and all people into ways of justice and peace and awaken in us a desire to live sustainably on this earth. I ask your thanksgivings for all the blessings of this life. For those celebrating birthdays this week, Susan, Lissa, Margaret, Winley, James, Amanda, and Benjamin. In our parish cycle of thanksgiving, we give thanks for our lectors who proclaim the word of God so that it may dwell richly within us. I ask your prayers for those in need, remembering those on our prayer list and those we name aloud now. May God heal and restore all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, and make us willing agents of your compassion. I ask your prayers for those who have died. Especially Greg Olson, brother of Karen Olson Shannon, and Jake Kennedy. And for those we name now. May God comfort those who mourn and bring them peace in their time of loss. On this All Saints Day, we remember all those whom we love but see no longer, especially John and Mary Townsend, Barbara Stock, Megan Rasbold Gabbard, Reverend Jim McAlpin, Greg Olson, Dwayne Olson, David Shannon, Bill Shannon, Isabel Coleman, Gloria and Edward Boyle, Virginia and Norris Larson, Frank and Sally Benson, Evelyn McAuliffe and Daniel McAuliffe, Krista McAuliffe, Cindy Grogan, Jackie McShine, Elton Bruins, Leroy Spaniel, Thomas Sun Sullivan, Dorothy Sullivan, Mary Jean Gehring, Richard Gehring, Edmund Gehring, Joseph Gehring, Thomas Gehring, Beulah Rudy, Vance Rudy, Sister Dorothy Roth, Herman Roth, Kenneth Roth, Stillwater Rose, Anna Mae Windles, Father Louis Ogden, Greg Henry, Lydia Dorner, Raphael Milan, Arnold Eshu, Charles A. Robinson, Paul E. Robinson, Henry M. Robinson, James Gokale, Stephen Haywood, Babette and Richard Lent, Christopher Lent, Evelyn Boyd Martin, Bastian De Jong, Barbara Westerhouse, Genevieve and Victor Danberg, Grace and Joseph Ficarelli, Delcy and John Stewart, Gladys Rita and Jerome Martin, Wesley and Betty Dill, Raymond Nelson, Darren Cato, Isaiah Carpenter Winch, Clement S. Wilson, Julia D. Stevens, Mac Mendelson, William and Doris McCune, Joan Yanis, Helen and Bruce Weber, 
Helen and Walter Finken, John and Maria Yanakopoulos, Jack and Jean Francis, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Reverend James Pleasant Breeden, John Lewis, George T. Drost, Jr., Elizabeth Brydenthal Drost, Carol Drost Reynolds, Holly Lagerquist, Marianne Chapman, Blanche A. Dougal, Lisa A. Dougal, Mark Walton, Connie and Ed Englund, David Allen SSJE, Nancy and Bill Clark, Claire Bennett, Allison Umson, Bob Maligoti, the Reverend Harold C. Sweezy, Elizabeth Smith Sweezy, Jonathan Arthur Sweezy, Mildred Valente, Joseph Leonard Samuels, Brian Sweeney, Callie Goldstein, Aniko Pitaridi, all those who have died from COVID-19. May their souls and the souls of all the departed through the mercy of God rest in peace.
Almighty God, to whom we must account for all our powers and privileges, guide the people of the United States in the election of the President, of members of Congress, and of officials and representatives, that by faithful administration and wise laws, the rights of all may be protected and our nation be enabled to fulfill your purposes. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy God, you have called us to be a source of spiritual restoration and strength. Make us conduits of divine love, following the example of Jesus. Help us to companion the vulnerable, heal division, and confront and dismantle inequality. Give us your grace, now and always. Amen. stars appearing, these before God's throne will stand. Each our golden crown is wearing, who are all its glorious band. Lord be always with you. And also with you. Thank you to everyone who contributed to our worship podcast for today. We thank the Grace Church Choir, featuring section leaders Christian Buabin, Diane Drost, Stephen M., and John Yanis, joined today by Linda Hosfeld. We also thank our music director and organist, Chris Hosfeld. Thank you to our lectors Charlie Dill and Connie Kahn, and our lay reader John Haywood. 
You can find out more about Grace Church on our website, gracenewton.org. We hope you join us again next week.